Miriam Tazi in the house. Malcolm Riddle. That's right. You got to be ready. I was ready. Huh? I've been ready. Got you on your toes, huh? Yes. You like that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're a real professional now, huh? A broadcaster. <laughs> That's funny to me that broadcasting is even a word associated with this. Well, it can't be done by me. I can't call myself a broadcaster. Right. Like I said, someone else has got to uh, co-sign that. You know what I mean? And what's up, people? Hold on. Hold on. Welcome to another episode <laughs> of American Riddle. We're kicking it. Kicking it. Oh, I didn't even test out the equipment. I just hit record. So hopefully this is going through and you guys are hearing this. Live and di- direct. <laughs> What were you going to say? I'll edit it in post. No you one won't. ever know. No, you won't. Huh? You never do. How are you going to tell me what I'm things that you're putting into the, into the production, even though I thought you were going to edit it out, it was like sound check and you kept it. I got to keep it real with the people. <laughs> yeah, when it embarrasses okay? me. <laughs> the people demand real. They demand it. Okay, I'm always huh? real, but it's just, you know, sound check is not supposed to be broadcasted. No. But it is what it is, and the people demand it. No, they don't. This is a live production. You know what I mean? This is coming at them, broadcasting (laughs) all over the globe. It reaches. I see the stats all over. Africa, (laughs) Europe. Thanks to who? Detroit. (laughs) You know what I mean? VA in the house. Cali. There you go. Worldwide. There you go. That's right. I like that. But here we are, people, so we thought we would uh, get this thing in. Let me uh, just get the beat down, you know. Yeah. So what's up with you, huh? I was just going to ask you. Blue-dried hair? Air-dried? Hmm? <laughs> I see you looking. Yeah. i got to keep my eye on you. <laughs> I've had it. <laughs> what does that I've mean? I've had it. With what? I can't stand no more. I'm Man, sorry. But my shoulder's better. I don't know if I complained about it on the podcast. Well, you're moving dance. it more than... Chicken- <laughs> Moving it more than you were. Yeah, I couldn't. It was I was down for the count. Now you can Look really elbow someone. <laughs> I mean, there's a little, but it's I couldn't do this. You remember? Yeah, you were in pain. It's done. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad it's know. better. Yeah, it's getting there. You regenerated. I do. I told you I I have powers. <laughs> she laughs. Because I try you- to tell people they don't kick in like they used to. Something is not right with this mixer. Like I'm seeing more lights than I usually see, but. Uh, yeah, usually, back in the day, I would regenerate fast. You know, I'd hurt something, crack something, bruise something. Mm-hmm. But this one this one took a while. I must have hurt. I think I was doing upright rows. You take the, the, the bars, like 45 pounds, and I put on some some plates. We mm-hmm. call them cookies. <laughs> put some, <laughs> we put the cookies on, and then we raise them up like this. And I, I'm pretty sure, I haven't done them in a while, but I just, maybe it's just... I don't know. Just push yourself too hard. It's tender in there these days. Oh. A little tender. <laughs> it's, on, it's crazy. Well, so I don't know. I, I vented before we even hit the record button. Uh, I was I was venting earlier. You mm-hmm. you folks were spared. Any I was, of my, I was not. No, I was. Well, not. I was just bitching about the police. Oh, the video, know? the dancing videos. That <laughs> no, the one we, we you know this is I don't again. As, as I've said to you on numerous occasions, I don't think the world needs me to report on what's going on. You know what I mean? They don't need, oh. You don't need my opinion. I don't think anyone's, you know, 
sitting by. What does Malcolm yeah. think about this? No one gives a shit. No one cares. You know, like why? I'm, I'm, of course, I'm tempted to cover this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, as fast as it enters my mind, it leaves, mm. dissipates, it disappears. Because yeah, I mean, if you who don't cares? find it, well, if you don't find it interesting, or well, I intriguing. do. I do actually. You know, when you look at you look at the student that was just you saw her get jerked up by the cop and thrown about. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's but again, this stuff has been going on. This is not new. It's been it's it's been the standard in America. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and and you know, I and I hate to throw race into it, but if it was a blonde haired, blue eyed. Chick, I don't think that would have went down. You know what I mean? There'd have been second chances, third chances, fourth chances. You know Probably. what I mean? Probably. There would have been a discussion, a debate going on, <laughs> questioning. You know what I mean? It would have been the whole nine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's it's it 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 goes deep, and it, these are deep conversations. But the mm-hmm. fact that we we do live in an age uh, where the technology is everywhere and there's a camera everywhere that this ca- this stuff can't uh, be missed and it is disgusting and what's new is that it's a lot of it uh, most of it's recorded now you know so that's it what can I said. be yeah you know, that's the main difference of what's happening but no the abuse is still happening that's for sure yeah and then you know i see the i see these do gooders you know right after something like that happens they always post a dancing cop you know, always posting the dancing cop. I don't get the that. The fuck? <laughs> I'm trying to contain myself because it, it really drives me crazy. Okay, we get it. You know what I mean? This cap, this cop is interacting. There are good, there's plenty of good police officers out there. But do your job. Don't dance. I don't want to see you dancing. Why are they posting? See, I don't even want to get into this, man. Because it doesn't make sense to me. It makes no sense. You know, and it's not just the police. It's 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 a mindset. It's a mindset of people in executive positions. You know, whether it's the government or in corporate America. You know, the abuse that people of all all colors uh, take. Um, so it's you know, I, I don't want to see some executive at a corporation dancing. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't need that shit. Just do your job and play the game. Fair. Also, you don't want to see them like drunk off their ass or acting, just do the job, know. man. Do yeah. the job. Yeah, but like it's different. Like if you're a dude and you do the job and you're you know aggressive, then you're seen as you know doing your job and you're very like a go getter. Yeah, as a woman, you're seen as bossy. a go getter. Yeah, no, no. It's she's too ambitious. What is you know like what is she? Who does she think she is? You know? No, or they she's, say she's got drive. Zip. No. You know what I mean? No. Hmm? Really? Negative... You speak from experience? <laughs> no. Huh? Can you tell? Huh? AWA? <laughs> hmm? I mean, I don't... I. A woman cannot be direct. If a woman is direct, then it's taken the wrong way, unfortunately, if a man is direct. There's still a lot of gender issues. I still have my issues. I like to, you know, talk about these things and start debates at work and get a reaction, but I got to be careful about what I say, too, a little bit. Because it can be a little shocking, maybe, but I don't know. I just still think that there's a lot of problems. And um, yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad. And talking about it and causing these like debates, I guess, is a way to build awareness. What is this? 
I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. No, I was trying to... I don't... <laughs> I don't <laughs> Whatever that was, just no. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I was trying to pot it down, and I didn't realize I had... The machine, I need an engineer, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I just need an engineer. You were saying I about, forgot what I was saying now. I got you know distracted. What I mean? aggressive. Women, you know what I mean? Women. I know. Don't, you know Obviously, you know, I'm aggressive you know, since I'm like... A fair shake. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my theme music. Yeah, no. It's annoying to me. Go ahead. And... No, but it's fucking annoying to me to be like, how, why do I have to be, you know... I can't be direct. It's like seen negatively. Like, why do I have to be all soft and whatever? I'm not. How are you going to move forward? How are you going to have people listen to you? How are you going to get the job done if you're going to be soft about it and laugh and giggle and be a stupid airhead about it? Like, I don't have time. Perception. They got it twisted. Double standards. Yes. But I'm too serious. I like that, though. I like that song. Don't just let it play. I do have an attitude. Yeah, negative. It's all right. Fuck that. No, I agree with you. I no, there, there is, and there, there, there's that standard lies within racial barriers, uh, or or within races. Gender, yes. Gender. Age. I mean, it's, yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, and for us to be a better people, we. I think we, we. Who knows what the answer is? I can't tell you what the answer is. It. it you know. It. But it ain't. It ain't dancing. I don't want to see a dancing video. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to see that. I mean, I don't it need can be that. entertaining and be fun, but uh, just to, to soften the blow of what they're doing, that's not making up it's for it. It's an insult. It. Yeah. It's, it's an it, insult. It's another slap to yeah, the face. Yeah, it is. You know? Okay, this one's dancing. So maybe I should forgive yeah. the not, <laughs> countless beatings and murders that go on day in and day out. It's a distraction. You know what? Keep that shit, okay? And same thing with the people that you're talking about. I agree with you 100%. You know what I mean? I mean, but granted, I know you, so uh, you know it's not going to be all you know pie in the sky and you know what I mean roses. But at the same time, but that's why should it be? Why should it be as a woman? Why is that expected? Everyone has well, like that, up and up days, down days. You can be aggressive. You can be right. soft. You can you're be right. like you're right. You know, you're right. Easy, 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 <laughs> easy. I'm yelling with myself. Okay. How I'm, is this? I'm not like, the enemy here. I'm, I'm just okay. saying. I'm not the enemy. You're right. No, I'm I, not directing all this jokes at aside. You. No, I know you're not. I'm just <clears throat> for entertainment value. I know. But the uh, <clears throat> still get angry. Yeah, you get worked up. Heated. Well, yeah, because it's okay. it doesn't make sense to me. Same way as other little things beads don't. of sweat coming down. No Look sweat. at you. I see. You know what I mean? Under Please. your armpit. No. Ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's heating up over here. No, I'm I'm fine. Mother Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you you know, but I mean, it's a it's a it, it is it is a standard that is frustrating, especially off the subject of the police, because like I said, I I don't think you guys really care about our opinion on that. We recognize that it's going on, and it's being captured and put into our face, whether we like it or not. Look at TV. Turn on the uh, television set, you the news, the uh, internet on your computer, on your phone. You're going to see this in your feed. So you can't deny it now, and that's good. And we need to make sure that I think that the same thing goes for these double standards in the workplace. You know? Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, I don't have an answer. <laughs> I'm not asking I, for an yeah. answer, but... 
I'm asking for change, you know, and what it takes to change. But then again, you got to you got to you got to just lay the law down, let the chips fall with it. I mean, I told you time and time again. I mean, you got a lot of people that uh, a lot of people when it comes to stuff like that, they're just soft. You know what I mean? And then they got I their, know this, they got but their then own. I call them out, and that's like too aggressive. And then they got their own hangups too, for the fact that there are certain women in the workplace that are just used to being pampered, just because. That oh, they look all the a certain way or walk a certain way or dress a certain way. Protect, and they use that. Protected. Yeah. But now I think it's because I'm a little bit older that people don't protect me anymore. And so they're like, oh, well, now she's. It's not true. You're a bitch. You're <laughs> no. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? But you, I think you need to. I think what's best for it's you. It's so ridiculous. <clears throat> I don't for, care anymore, you know? I, I think what's best for you is, is also the. Using the ability to create your own reality, you know what I mean. You have to. You have uh, to. No one really sees things like I do. You know, I have my own perspective. It's not that, but what I mean by what I mean by create your own reality is is to uh, incorporate and either find a position when it comes to work or make a position. You know what I mean. And it's it's you know some of us aren't in a financial position to uh, a state to uh, you know quit a job or leave a job or try to quote unquote create a job mm-hmm. but in your case i think you have more freedom than than you give yourself credit to uh you're you're at a good point in your life in in every facet and i think you can you you, you can execute something like this and build off of it just with the people that do get you you know what i mean there are a lot of people that do um, but then you know there there I think there's few that don't, and those few, mm, I think five ten years from now, you'll look back. You won't look back because they won't matter. That's true. They won't. You know that's why I said you gotta. Thanks. You know I try. You know. Thanks. I ain't Oprah, but. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about me. Yeah, enough oh. about you. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? What's your song? I, I like it. I'm cool with that. Don't mean no harm, Mr. Charmed. I'm Perry Yarn in the arm. Duck alert the alarm. I'm not bragging or boasting. Don't want to be rude, but that's sorry. Look at Silas. Keep telling me I got an attitude. I mean, that's it. That's you. <laughs> that's you. That's funny. That's hardcore. <clears throat> she can flow, too, huh? That's good. I like that. I really appreciate that that's my, my uh, intro and outro. Not bad, people. Thank not you. bad at all. I want to talk about a couple things. Go for uh, it. I want to <clears throat> talk about a couple films because we've been talking about hip hop for so long, That's right? That's true. That's we've been true. talking about hip hop, which is good, and which we is still fine. may talk about hip hop today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we still may 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 hit that subject, okay. but I do want to talk about a couple films that uh, that I've seen that I think I should pass along. Okay, uh, you know, um, three different films right. cross my mind right now. Just came to me. Uh, and one is on Netflix, so if you have a Netflix account, you can stream it. Uh, one is on iTunes, and the other's playing at your, uh, you know, local uh, theater okay. right now. The one playing at the local theater is Bridge of Spies. And everybody keeps asking me in passing. A friend of mine hit me on text last night. Have you seen The Martian? You know what I mean? Yes, I've seen The Martian. It's Martian's good. You know what I mean? It's basically, uh, it's basically Castaway. 
you know, on Mars without Tom Hanks. So there you have it. That's my review of, of that's what I have to say. I mean, you know, okay. it's not Tom Hanks. It's Matt Damon. It's different. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's still a good movie. It's, it's, it's decent. I liked, I liked Gravity better. In terms of, you know, kind of space dramas. I was going to say, what about Interstellar? I like that one better. So it goes Gravity, Interstellar, and then uh, The the Martian. Okay. If there was a top three. I don't know if there was a top five. I could probably pull that out too, but let's just stick to three. Okay. (laughs) But The the, the Martian, it's solid. So if you want to see, you know, space stuff, yeah, go see that. But if you want to see just a classic film... Go see Steven Spielberg's um, Bridge of Spies, which stars Tom Hanks. Let well, me- okay. Can we can we say what you said? You said it was the perfect film. Perfect. Yeah, it's like perfect. That's, that's a big. Okay, let me let me let me sum this up to you. And you're a perfectionist, so that's a big. Steven Spielberg, if he to- if he stopped right now, if he stopped. And this was his last film. This would be it. He 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 wouldn't have nothing to worry. What a film to go out on! Hmm. Like right now, he's at just when people were questioning Spielberg's um, uh, uh, skill level. Like some people were, were I, well, people that I know. Let me just say that hmm. it's not like you know somebody I you know break bread with the top critics. <laughs> You know what I mean? Around the globe or anything. You know, I'm sitting around with, like, you know, heads of state. And we're sitting, you know what I mean? Studio heads or anything like that. You know, <laughs> KRS or anyone. No, I'm, it's just, just, you know, people that I know and see in passing. So no big deal. But we talk amongst ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and people will, I've noticed people have been a little hard on Spielberg. Well, that's why I was asking you, like, is he in, he's, is he one of your favorite directors of yes. all time? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, back in the day when I was dating a film student, there was a lot of, like, debate about that. There were a lot of haters of Steven Spielberg. As film students, I was really surprised, you know? For the, when, I, when I hear this, I was like, really? Because as a, as a spectator, you know, I thought his films were always good and well-made and all of that, but they were such hate. Well, if you, if you look at... I was at, like, why? Here's the deal. Here's what I think might be the problem. People what? have... They have a short... Short memory, short you know lifespan when it comes to memory. So when they think of Spielberg, if you think of Spielberg in the last uh, you know fifteen years or or so, ten fifteen years. I mean, if you go back to just like go back to two thousand, and he did AI, which AI was great. Well, it was also it. yeah dark, but it was also a Stanley Kubrick film, which Kubrick died oh, during yeah. production, and someone had to pick it up. So there was a lot of stuff missing. There was a lot of stuff that, you know, it was kind of uh, blended in two different styles. Well, yeah, because they are completely you know what I mean? different. Yeah. So that that's a tough one. But then he did Minority Report, Catch good. Me If You Can, The Terminal, War of the Worlds, starring Tom Cruise, Your boy. Munich, and then he did Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So even then, it's like an up and down and going into, and that, that stops at 2008. So then he goes... Into you know you have Lincoln and and uh, that he did 2012 mm-hmm. and a few other films in between them but his track record may not 
have have been you know top notch compared to a bunch of the other directors, the Christopher Nolans and and people like that. So that's why they hate. I don't think. Yeah, I think there's room for people to hate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if hate might be a harsh word, but even still, it goes back to that thing that we've talked about, and we talked hit on that subject just a second ago about age. You know what I mean? You get to a certain age, people look at you sideways. You know what I mean? Do you still have it? Did you ever have it? Was it a fluke? I mean, we no one questions Spielberg. Spielberg was never a fluke. But I'm just saying in general, you know, they get to a certain age where people be like, ah, leave it to the younger cats, you know. But this guy, this film proves it. He's, he still has it, you know. Never lost it in my book. Right. Never lost it. And what, what I mean by that, it... It's one of those slow burn films, no doubt. Uh, it, it, it basically uh, is a story of a lawyer who's called to task um, to uh, help uh, uh, downed uh, pilot um, uh, Gary Powers uh, from 1960 is when his, uh, his uh, surveillance uh, plane was uh, shot down and he uh, was captured by the uh, Soviet Union. So this is, you know, this is a... a a critical time in our history and you know it was tink- we were tinkering on, on world war three with the soviet unions i mean people were brought up in that age you know thinking about bomb shelters you know what i mean atomic you know annihilation you know this was like the norm as far as you know like now it's terrorism and you know isis and stuff like that but uh you know think about atomic I mean that wipes everything out. So yeah, very scary, very scary time. It's uh, uh, the film itself. It captures that whole look and feel of the 1960s. So if you're a history buff, this is a film for you. If you're not, then everything that I'm saying is dead wrong. But if you if if you're a film buff, you know what I mean. If you're a, a student of quality film, quality. I mean everything from the the direction, the cinematography, the lighting, the garments, Miriam. Is it the fabric? The, you can see the fabric <laughs> and the ties, and the shirts with the with the collars, the lapels, everything. It just. It, I I was looking at it. Yeah, I was cheesing looking at it. Like five ten minute ten the ten minute mark. I knew. I just wanted to stand up. <laughs> a victory. I did. Did I, did I tell you that already? Yeah. yeah. No, you descri- actually. How did I you describe described it? it? A little more intense. <laughs> it was. Uh, you, it was comparing it to soccer, and when you score a goal, and then when the guy puts his finger up in the air and then runs the fastest like the across field. the field. Yes. And then skids on his knees. He and that's what slides. That's yeah. That's what you. And then he's embraced to do. by all his <laughs> yeah, his team members. That's do. what I wanted to do in the theater. <laughs> the theater. <laughs> Ten minutes in, mind you. Ten minutes in, I wanted to do that victory. So, how lap. did you contain yourself? I couldn't. I was beside myself. <laughs> how many people were there? A lot of people in the theater. No, I think I, I went in the daytime. Yeah, it was very early. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, no, there were some heads in there. I mean, really? there was yeah, elderly, old, old, I was yeah. old people, <laughs> early birds from the era. You know, <laughs> well, that too. But I, I mean, what the yeah. fuck. You know what yeah. I mean? That would have been funny if you had like run around the theater. Like, they would have yeah. thought I was a madman. I would have got beaten. I would have been on viral video. You know what I mean? Movie cop beats man. You know what I mean? Abuse. 
That would have been a son of a bitch. And all I'm trying to do is express <laughs> my cheer. <laughs> no, it, my face yeah. hurts. Oh yeah, you find me getting beaten. <laughs> no, funny. I was imagining you doing the running and then they thought I was a madman. The, 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 the couples, they would have been because I know there's space between some of the rows sometimes, and you can. They like, would have grabbed their purse and, and clutched. Where you like to sit, like where you can have like room. There's room, so you could have skidded. <laughs> no, there's plenty of room where I was at. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah, it's come on. Uh, Great, sorry. No, just everything about the film and, and the, the 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 transitions. I mean, I, I I look at all of that. The balance between the transition from scene to scene, the mannerisms that the actors have with their hands, the look, the, the dialogue, everything was just so. It really is one of those films. It's one of those films that I would watch again, no doubt. We're actually going to have uh, Gary Powers Jr. Hopefully on the podcast. I reached out to him. Mm-hmm. So Gary Powers was the name of the pilot. He was the pilot that got shot down. Okay, His son is Francis Gary Powers Jr. And him and I uh, came up together uh, back in 2000, 2001. And so when I had my wine shop. And he was the president of the uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and so him and I have, have a past relationship. And uh, I reached out to him. He now runs the Cold War Museum in Richmond, Virginia. That's cool. And uh, he's been, yeah, he's he's actually in the film. Yeah, that's he, cool too. Yeah, I saw, I saw Gary. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's been he's been doing a lot of book signings, and and uh, he was served as a consultant for the film, and so on. So uh, I'm going to try and uh, schedule him because he's very busy with this film right now but we'll we'll see what happens i'll keep you keep you posted so if you do get a chance and you just want to see a, a, a well-made courtroom drama suspense thriller spy thriller this is one man i mean it's 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 and like you said you said it's like historically accurate it's like well i'm no historian so i, I that's, okay. that those are questions i would like to ask okay. uh, uh gary powers um you know if he uh, uh accepts the invite to be on the, the podcast uh, or anyone who is a historian may know better than I. I found it to be a very I knew I knew the the basis of the film itself, but uh, you know it, it it's an entertaining spy thriller. Cool, no doubt, and uh, worth the price of admission to see on the silver screen. No doubt, if you get a chance this weekend, nothing's coming out this Halloween weekend, so I would I'd highly recommend that. If you don't want to leave the house and you want to see something this extra creepy, there's a movie out and it's called uh, Bone Tomahawk. I watched that last night, matter of fact. Mm. Bone Tomahawk is a, uh, it stars Kurt Russell. And uh, Kurt Russell plays a sheriff. So this is set in the Western times, uh, you know, the, the, the frontier. Okay. That's what they call it, right? <laughs> Jesus. Look, there's a guy with a cowboy hat outside the studio, as a matter My of fact. My brother wants to be a cowboy for Halloween. Maybe you should jack his hat. Jesus. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> hey, man, it's almost Halloween. Yeah, no doubt. People are getting ready. Mm-hmm. Kids are getting excited. I need to get more candy. Do you know what Justin's going to be, by the way? Yeah, he got a uh, a sock. It's like a sock what? with a with a yeah. It's like you go there and to the place, the Party Depot, whatever, where you get it, and there's all these masks. He elected this year to get. It's like a it's like a a sock or a, a stocking or something. You know the tight 
ones that women wear, like the legging or whatever. It's like that. It goes over your head and, and painted on the stocking is like this clown with sharp teeth and very demon. De- what is it? Demonic. Demonic. That's the word I was fishing for. Ooh. Couldn't okay. get it out. Are you okay there? Gotta lick my lips. <laughs> wow, yeah, okay. it's a bizarre looking hmm. get up. It was like, you know, a couple bucks or whatever. He, that's the one. I mean, all these other cool masks. He went and he was like, you know, I got to get this one because it's breathable. And I'm going to, uh, you know, he was thinking ahead. Smart. But it's like I told him, I was like, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day, man. You can take two pieces of paint, right? Black ink or something. Put it right under your eye. <laughs> Walk out, knock on the door. You're going to get the same amount of candy as you would if you spent 50 bucks. The same amount. I kept saying that over and over. He had to listen to me over and over say that all evening. Daddy's wisdom. It's like the same amount. I even walked up to the cashier and said, hey, buddy. I was like, if I take two pieces of black or two, two stripes of ink and just put it right under my... Will I or won't I get the same amount of candy as if I buy a hundred dollar mask? And he was like, "Yeah, you know." Hmm. He wanted <laughs> the guy that works there trying you know? to make a sale, yeah. but no, that's not how. He's like, "You're right, sir." Yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> At the end of the day, you'll get the same amount of candy, so it doesn't matter. That's true, but breathable still yeah. though. When you have to wear a mask, that's the thing with those masks. They you get sweaty and it gets yeah. gross. It smells like under- breath. It's <laughs> They're cooler. The masks are better now than they used to be. Before. And then you it was put it. And like, then if you got a cool mask, a if you hole. yeah, and if you have a cool mask, and you you know, or your friend has a cool mask, and you want to put it on, you ew, put it on, then you shit, get, too much closseness. You get no, their breath, ew. their face sweat, and their yeah. boogers yeah. probably nasty. Ew. Yep. Might as well just kiss them. <laughs> more than that, you can't even wear costumes to school anymore. They don't allow it. Nope. I told you what my, my principal did in my school, that he would dress up as a devil and he would start kidnapping kids in the yard. And that scared the shit out of it me. Got, he got me in, and I flipped <laughs> that out. Me. That scared the shit out I know, this thing is... It's, it's crackly when I yeah. yell. Which, I don't know. Something, something's up with the mixer today. I don't know what it is. It me up. It's that crazy, really huh? really messed me up. <laughs> it was bad. I still remember it. It fucked me up. Yeah, it's insane. But anyway... That is that. Oh yeah. So what was it? What's the movie you're talking about? Oh yeah, the tusk. What bone tomahawk? So bone tomahawk uh, is uh, directed by and written uh, by someone named S. Craig Zoller. I guess I used to pronounce his last name Z A H L E R. Okay. So we're gonna go with that. <laughs> I don't know this person. Uh, I like a good western. Okay. Yeah. Let's Love Kurt dude. Russell. You know what I mean? Kurt Russell, you know, Snake Plissken, the thing. Come on, man. It doesn't get better than Kurt Russell. He has sideburns. He's got the, the pork How old chunk. is this movie? Just came out. Oh. Okay. 2015. How does he look? Just came out. I know I don't have the, the, the monitor. Yeah, I'm clueless yeah, right now. Yeah, I don't have the monitor hooked up in the Working studio blind. today. So, uh, it's being uh, uh, calibrated as we speak. So I got the team in the back doing some tests. Yeah. So that's how team. it goes down in the studio. Team. This is uh, well. Anyway, this is this is called Bone Tomahawk. Like I said, okay. it's it's four men. Okay, yeah, it's, it's four dudes. Dude, dude, oh, I thought you were gonna say it's four men. Like this is a dude, a movie for men. It's no, about it's four it's, men. No, it's four men that set out on a uh, rescue mission. I guess uh, one of the. I guess I saw it. One of the 
I guess, uh, what do you call them, citizens of the town. Uh, his wife gets abducted, and so does a deputy by okay. uh, by Native Americans. And uh, so, yeah, they they go out to try to try to get him back. Okay. But little do they know that these are these aren't just natives. These aren't as they call them savages. These are cannibals. Ooh. And there's some sort of hybrid human species that lives in the caves. Okay. So it's a it's a it's a horror movie and a western, which which threw me because you don't see many of those. That's true. You know what I mean? That's you, true. You, you don't. Which is. As, as abstract as it is, it's 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 borderline brilliant in a lot of ways hmm. because it it almost creates a whole new genre hmm. or genre, <laughs> as I like to say, Jean Reese <laughs> or genre genre <laughs> genre genre is it genre genre mm-hmm. is it how do you pronounce that <laughs> I don't Jesus. Yeah. Now and- I'm weirded out. <laughs> Anywho, the point is, if you want to see just, it's. This is the one that's streaming, right? No, this is on, this is on oh, iTunes, oh, okay. so you have to rent it. It's like six, $6 rental or something like that, okay. or if you have a, a, a coupon or something. Coupon. <laughs> How do you say it? Coupon? <laughs> no, cooth. Coupon. <laughs> yeah, coupon. <laughs> How do you say it? It's like, how do you say caramel? Mm. Caramel? No. Caramel? Caramel. Caramel. I just say caramel because I'm just like, I'm not sure if people are going to correct me. Caramel. 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 <laughs> a lot of people say it like that. I'm caramel. Like, Why are you correcting me? I, I don't say caramel. <laughs> <laughs> I could say it, I think. It sounds I extra crisp on me. This <laughs> mic is really sensitive today. Is it me? No. It <laughs> it's like I got a mouthful of Pop Rocks. The fuck is that man i told you, you this is gonna be a short time. podcast people because you hear- needed more time for sound check you're like no let's just go for it <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up back to I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit way back here and podcast huh you guys just hear an echo fuck <laughs> yeah you're making you're uncomfortable you can't hear it now but if i get up closer <laughs> now you're doing it on purpose all right, uh, I know it's going to drive anyone who has earbuds crazy. Yeah. The uh, anyway, Bone Tomahawk. Like I said, it's a horror film that and a uh, western. And a western, so you get the best of both worlds. On top, you have Kurt Russell in it. So anyway, what happens is it's uh, um, somehow I guess some settlers or whatever cross this divide, this territory, okay. and you know. They're not paying attention where they're walking. This is mm. why you gotta you gotta pay attention, man. Yeah. Because there's burial ground sacred, and I guess they 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 just walk through and kick over the rocks. Pisses oh, no. off the cannibals. You know what I mean? That's not good. Yeah. Disrespectful. Yeah. So the ca- cannibals go ape shit mm. and any and 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 just you know go on a rampage. And I guess one of them, one of the uh, settlers got away or whatever, and he uh, wandered into this town. So of course the cannibals are going to follow him to the town and mm. just you know go ape shit, hmm. and that's what that's what happens. But it's a, it's another one of those slow burns. You know it is a western. Uh, the acting's okay. It's got some it's got some key plays. B movie is it B movie? Kind of yeah, kind of. But right above that because B plus you got Kurt Russell in it, and you got you got Kurt Russell. You have uh, Matthew Fox from Lost, David Arquette. 
You have uh, you have Sean Young, which makes it a definite B movie. <laughs> Sean Young, as you know, uh, was a big uh, celebrity. I think she was in the Ace Ventura movie, and she's been in uh, a couple, few other films too, where she fucked You're up. You're the one who's online. Um, but it's neither here nor there. Patrick Wilson is in it. Uh, so you have a, a, a Richard Jenkins is in it. Google him. You you know these faces. Uh, so it's got a, a solid cast in it. Uh, I questioned it as I was watching it, but it was one of those films where I just could not stop watching it. Like kind of so bad it's good, but yet somehow it's still good type film. Mm. You know, because I just want to see what happens. You know, do they get um, you know the 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 people, the, back. The, the people who are abducted back? Mm. You know the 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 pretty the damsel in distress. You know what I mean? And then the the poor little uh, deputy. Oh. Uh, and but it's 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 gruesome though. There are some scenes in it that are, you know, okay. just they don't doesn't settle well. It's just pretty nasty. Hmm. You know, just out of nowhere. You don't expect it in a western. So that's what that's why I was attracted to it, okay. and I watched it. It's if you can my my final verdict. If you can wait for it to be streaming on on Netflix or Hulu or something like that, wait. You know you don't really have to spend seven bucks on it. Don't. So okay. well, why did I even bring it up anyway? I'm just warning you because <laughs> if you see Kurt Russell in it, you think it's going to be you know something grand. Uh, but you know it, it it does work it's it's just it's not for everyone mm. but if you're looking for something different uh you know watch it watch it while you're you know sipping cocoa handing out candy to the kids <laughs> you know i don't know people do that yeah mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and the other film i want to talk about is streaming on netflix i think you've seen this Miriam tazi is uh from 1996 and it's uh, from the Farley Brothers Kingpin. Uh, let me tell you about this movie, people. <laughs> I think I've seen this. Let me, let me tell you about this movie. <laughs> if you want to see something that's just funny, right? You're, you, how many times have you been on Netflix, right? We've all done it, right? And you're, you're <laughs> fishing around for something to, to look at. And you can't figure it out. You spend more time looking mm-hmm. for a film to watch, you know, reading what it's about. If there's any review, Googling it, seeing what more reviews are out there. It drives you insane. Yep. Right? Yep. Just stop what you're doing. It's right there on Netflix and, and comedy called Kingpin. You know it. You've probably already seen it two or three times. But see it again. Man, you're talking about attention to detail far as the setting and the uh, the uh, what is it? The garments the that wardrobe. are oh, the wardrobe. I mean, that's worth the, the hair. That's worth the price of admission <laughs> in itself. Like everyone's bald. <laughs> everyone's hair is just terrible. Hilarious. Everyone's hair is terrible. Even the, the women have oily hair. Oh my god, it's just so bad. It's well, it's just so bad. It's good in that way. And it's, it's about just... a bowler, you know. Yeah. It's about a bowler whose career is cut short. What's better than that? Whose career is cut short. You know what I mean? Because he gets his hand cut off. And what's more funnier? You know, you would think that's not funny. If if I I was from another planet and I was explaining this movie, I'd be like, you know, A, what's a bowler? You know what I mean? What is that? And his hand is cut off. 
and he he, he tries to what does he try to uh, um, uh, get back his career, get his career mm-hmm. back on? No, he tries to One try to. The get, he's guy. the coach. <laughs> That's right. He's the coach of the he Amish guy. Ta- he finds talent. Yeah, who is is he's a Quaid, right? Isn't it? One of the Quaid brothers, yeah, Randy Quaid, who went, you know, he's he's somewhere in Canada, somewhere he went fucking crazy. Woke, in real life, you mean? Yeah, man, he what? was like living in someone else's estate. You know what I mean? Yeah, he got in big trouble, and then he he he, he left the U.S., fled to Canada. And now they finally caught him, I think. What? Yeah, motherfucker's fucked up. Straight That's up. bizarre. He's bizarre. <laughs> That's a really yeah. bizarre. To, mm-hmm. Well. Well, he's bizarre in this movie too. His hair with the Amish little couple oh, bangs, and the, and the look he has in the car. Oh, he's oh, it's funny. It's hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. It is hilarious. So do yourself a favor, revisit that. It's worth the price Good of admission. Call. Yeah. Good call. No doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff. Don't you man. have like a? You should have like an intro and outro to your movie review. Section. I'm not that organized yet. <laughs> I'm not. I'll tell you, one one of the things we did uh, do recently that I didn't want to bring up, hopefully I have time, Uh, I uh, went to see Glenn Friedman. So I went to see Glenn Friedman with uh, Andy Katz. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about hip-hop and some of these shows we've been going to where there was a lecture going on uh, in Washington, D.C. at the Martin Luther King Library. Martin Luther King Jr. Library, to be exact. And Glenn Friedman, as you know, he's a... Uh, you may not even know. I mean, you, do you know who Glenn Friedman is? I know now because you told me about it. Got but. you. But even still, you've seen his work before. Trust me. Um, he's he's a photographer, famous photographer for, for taking... Um, what's really cool about him, he was present at the inception of skateboarding punk rock and the early uh, parts of of hip-hop hip-hop culture so we traveled around with the beastie boys public enemy uh run dmc you know to name a few and he's uh captured ll cool j uh he did a, uh the the uh album cover of it takes a nation of millions to hold us back uh he uh, he shot for uh, uh, was freelance for a skateboarder magazine. Uh, so I mean, his his credits are solid. You know, what I mean, fascinating, just fascinating. I'm again, I'm no historian, so I'm I'm probably doing a poor job of uh, repping him. But if you Google uh, Glenn Glenn E. Friedman or just Glenn Friedman, you'll see all of these um, you know iconic images. That he's captured over within his career. I mean, amazing. You know, I mean, I didn't even realize some of my favorite pictures was his work. You know, I met him at MCA Day over the summer, and I got a a, you know we 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 talked briefly. I got a picture with him, and it was new to me also because uh, one of the things that's cool and. You know, I've talked about Andy on the on the podcast, and Andy Katz is that, that he is a he's the real deal, like an authentic historian of the arts. You it's know, his passion. You it know? really is. You know, and uh, it's fascinating to to listen to him talk, but also to educate as well. 
uh, because there's so much you don't know. Like all these images that I've seen growing up, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I never connected those dots to say, you know, who took these pictures? You know, they were just the images. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's a disservice. I think I did myself a disservice by not actually, you know, connecting those dots and researching and knowing, you know, who's responsible uh, for those uh, images that are so ingrained in my mind, in my psyche. Hmm. Both, you know, I wasn't really part of the punk rock movement. It was there and I recognized it early on. Uh, but skateboarding and uh, hip hop, of course, were big. And I remember I remember growing up when I was growing up in both uh, Denver and California, uh, especially in California, uh, California, probably in the early, well, early 80s. I mean, like 80 to be exact, 80, 81. Uh, the impact skateboard, and it's not like it is now. You know what I mean? We would take skateboards and we would, you know, be in swimming pools. We, would, we, would, we were doing the early days of BMX motocross, and we would jump off of houses into pools, extreme sports. We would go up on mountain ranges and between them and do BMX motocross and then skateboarding, you know, in various parks and stuff. But it was it was a very it was a very uh, uh, most primitive way, you know, before, you know, all the cool stuff started happening. Hmm. So it was, it was cool. And that was something, you know, it was just for me growing up, you know, when I see these see these films and, and documentaries of. uh of both subjects, it was cool because, you know, I actually got to live part of that. And I didn't know anyone famous. I didn't know anyone famous in hip hop back then. I would just listen. You know what I mean? And I would just listen and it would just be fascinated and look at the pictures and just be drawn into that world and wanting to be a part of it. So, yeah, I mean, I can go on and on about that. Uh, but yeah, I went to the lecture and it was it was good to uh hear you know hear it from his mouth what he was thinking at that time you know let me pull up some uh, audio on it okay so this is glenn friedman talking about his um i guess his uh early entry into taking photos uh and then trying to sell them to uh magazines okay how did you get into uh, skateboarder? Well, skateboarder started in 1975. 1975, they had their first issues came out after the quarterly in the 60s. And I don't, I can go off on a tangent about the magazine for a long time, but um, I started like I'm gonna just divert, go a little off the track. I mean, I'm skateboarding these schoolyards as a kid. I actually went to the schoolyards where a lot of guys went to go ride. And I was seeing things happening in front of me that I knew no one else in the world was seeing this. This was just absolutely unique to where I was living. Not only, I mean, people were skateboarding around, but nobody was doing this. And there was a magazine that was out already. It had been out for about four issues, and I could read these pages, this magazine, that, you know, as a pre-teen, 12-year-old, 13-year-old, you're looking at these things, and this is your life on paper. You're, this is what you're excited about. If you're a baseball player, you're looking at pro baseball. If you're a skateboarder, you're looking at these magazines. And I saw these guys doing things, and I just saw what was going on around me, and I just knew it was absolutely unique. And I just said, 
I have to start taking pictures of this. I have no idea why I said that, but I did. And I started taking pictures with a pocket Instamatic because I could fit it in my back pocket. It's a very rudimentary camera. Most everyone looks kind of older here, so they know what that is, as opposed to an iPhone, which is about 20 billion times higher quality than what I was going around in my pocket. But I had it in my pocket because it was, um, it was, you know, it was a $15 camera, and if I broke it or, you know, while I was skating, it wouldn't be a big deal. So I started taking pictures. And again, I thought what I was seeing was so special that, like, I started sending these little Photomat prints. You know, we used to go and get our photos developed at a place called Photomat, and you'd get them back. And, and I would take these little prints. I was 13 years old, and I'd write on the back a caption, and I'd have this picture of Tony Alva, and I would send it to a manufacturer, and I'd say, if you, you, know, you should use this. These guys are incredible, and, you know, and... But they never used anything. And then, but eventually I got, someone told me, I met someone on the banks who I didn't, unbeknownst to me, was uh, the incredible Craig Stesick. And him and Stacy Peralta said, you should send these pictures to the magazine. And I was 14. And, um, and I thought they were good. I really had confidence in the work. I knew they were really good. And, but because he told me to go ahead and send them, you should do it. You should send them to this guy, Warren Bolster, that you mentioned, who was a surf photographer before he did that. Um, I called him up and made my voice real deep and pretended to be an older person and say, I have these pictures and I really need to get them back. You know, you couldn't send a JPEG to somebody. I actually had to send them my film, my fucking two roll send film. the pictures back after? Yeah, well, well, you I, already, I asked, already control. Yeah, well, I, I mean, they were great pictures. I wanted to make sure they wouldn't get lost. So I said, I'm going to send you these pictures. I was told to send you these pictures. Could you be sure to get them back to me? And of course, he reassured me, don't worry, we'll send them back to you. But in the magazine, they said unsolicited contributions you might not get back. So that's what I was concerned of. So I sent him my original slides. And, um, you know, and, and, and I was 14. And like two months later, I got a tear sheet in the mail with a check for $40, a big fucking photo credit. And I couldn't believe it. And it was just, after that, and the, and what was really, you know, it's a long line of of excitement and disappointment at the same time because of course they didn't pick the best picture. They picked a <laughs> photo where Jay was falling, but it looked radical, and they had the vision, and he had a lot of attitude. But it was a really great picture. It was a full page subscription ad in the magazine, and uh, yeah, it was just it was on from that point. So yeah, and that's something that uh, that theme. Or him saying that is seems to be a theme throughout his career of people or artists not picking the best picture or the best picture as he saw it. Mm-hmm. I've noticed, and I'll, I'll play those clips as well because some of them are I- iconic images. Um, I think it, the 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 it takes a nation of millions to hold us back by Public Enemy that album cover, and he said that was not the best. That wasn't the best. That wasn't the right picture. Hmm. You know what I mean? That wasn't the best one. So a lot of times that happens. Uh, at least I, I've no, I, I picked that up on the conversation that he kept saying this over and over again. Hmm. Fascinating to listen to, at least that portion of him at such a young age to be inspired and to just to go out. It doesn't make sense. You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't make sense to why I'm doing it. I'm just driven to do it. That's why. So I, I, I like that a that part a lot it's cool because i can take this little field recorder in whereas before andy and i were talking they didn't allow you to take recording devices into a lot of places i mean this one of course is more of a lecture so you know if you go to any 
I guess, classroom type setting you can, but some of these concerts, I'm still surprised that they let us, uh, you know, and it's don't cool. Don't jinx f- it. Don't jinx it. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, but yeah, that, that, that part That's was, cool. that part, I've got a few of them I'll play. Um, the next one is where he speaks about his transition from uh, skateboarding uh, to uh, punk rock into uh, hip hop. Okay. You know, a lot of people ask, what's the commonality? Like, you know, how do you get from skating into punk rock and hip hop? And the simple answer is it's all about the attitude, right? Everyone just has the similar attitude. But for me, that was a big part of it. But really, it's like, again, I found myself, my friends and people I knew and things that were inspiring me, you know, made me do this. I was, once again, I was seeing something that I knew no one else was getting to see or I thought no one else was seeing. I mean, I'm here at a show and police are coming and beating up kids and bands are on stage and interacting with the audience and things are going on that like, I have never heard of anything like this before. I've never seen anything like this before. I am obligated to share this with other people because this, frankly, is keeping me alive. As a teenager, you go through your things and you know this is exciting me to such a degree. It's like, it's what you're living for. This- Think about that for a minute. Let me just, let me just stop. Think about what he just said. You know, he was seeing things that everyone wasn't seeing. So he was he was capturing those moment moments on film. Police beating up kids. You know, think about that though. Think about how long stuff like that has been going on. Not just the partying and the and 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 everything that, that happens at a show, but other things that are going on. You know what I mean? And the fact that back then there were no iPhones, there were no recorders, there was nothing to, to actually do it. You had to be there with your recorder or your camera, you know what I mean? And few, very few, did it, right? Mm-hmm. The scene that you're living in, and skateboarding was like that for me, you know, punk rock was like that for me, and even hip-hop to a degree was like that for me, and... It's just these things that are vital to me. I felt this incredible responsibility to share with other people. But not so much as a documentarian, more as an artist, but also it's like a social responsibility. You know, it's like, because within these scenes, something really important was going on, I felt, you know? And there's other people taking pictures. There's other people taking skateboarding pictures, other people taking punk photos, and there's other people taking pictures of hip hop artists. But you know, I felt they weren't doing these artists justice, quite frankly, and I felt like I gotta fucking do it because no one else is doing it the way I see it. And you know, and, and it really drove me. You know, sometimes people will say, "Well, how come there's not a picture of this band or that band?" I'm not a historian. This is the shit that inspired me, and you know, and meant everything to me. I'm repeating myself, but it just really did. And I think, I think the reason the photos still speak. Some of these photos, you know. You know, from 1976, right? The, the first photo that I got published. It's like they still speak to people because I think, you know, I tried to make it speak to people. I just want, you know, it meant so much to me. It, it was vital to me. I'm not just out there, some fucking voyeur, some jerk shooting pictures of people just because I want to get them in a magazine. This is my life. This is what I really want to do. And I really think these things are important. And I want other people to see why I think they're important. And I want them to become important to more people because I think they have a very positive influence. Yeah. That's cool. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it says it says a lot. It speaks volumes. Huh? 
I like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, he said it. I'm not a historian. You know, he, he this is what he was interested in. Yeah. And he, he wanted to share his vision, you know, and his experience and he knew that it was unique and he wanted to share that and that's that's really cool that he stuck with it and he got recognized for it. That's the dream. It is the dream. But that's what what makes I think his work stand out and him so special. You know, it, it, he doesn't, you know, he's not even talking about himself like he's grand or above anyone. He's just saying, this is, this is I just me. I followed what I was driven to do, you know? That's just, it. That's, that's really it. Cool. So this next clip I'm going to play is uh, Glenn Friedman talking about what he, or how he sees uh, the future, you know, the future of, of, uh, of uh, photography as it is today. And, you know, how he how he sees what's going on. Okay. So, so your equipment, you, you're not t- totally tech. You don't worry so much. I went to a photo expo the other day in New York City, and there were more fucking flying objects than cameras. <laughs> like, it's all about the drones now and stuff, and there was right. like not one. They did Kodak, they didn't even have a booth there. Like, I couldn't even get a free roll of film this year. I usually get a free roll of film. <laughs> thing. You know, I, you know. And, um, the, uh, yeah, I've, I've, it's never been about the equipment to me. I just I use a Pentax. I've always used a Pentax. It's like uh, you know, and, uh, I'm just loyal because it's loyal to me. You know what I'm saying? It's always worked for me. I've never had Nikon's were too big and too expensive and too bulky. Canons, I just didn't like the way they work and they were expensive. And I just got this Pentax because Warren Bolster told me this is the fisheye lens that he uses. It's an old Takamar piece of glass that was like really tiny and just. You know, I tell people like I did in that video, I think that the shot of Alva, the dog bowl, and the minor thread shot on the steps all shot with that same piece of glass. And, you know, I got it used for a birthday present when I turned 15 years old. That's exactly why I asked if that fisheye thing is. I know that's what Bolster had me use. Well, he was a surf photographer, came from surfing. And, you know, the thing is, is, you know, I hate to see how people use fisheyes nowadays. They just, it's like a gimmick more. You know, if you look at most of my skateboarding photos where there's a fisheye, you know, you still see the horizon straight. You still see the character of the person without it being, like, goofy. I don't like that whole goofy shit, you know. It's like, and, and the thing about the fisheye is that you can be really close to the action, but also see, you, you know, you see what's going on. You see, in, in skateboarding, a lot of what's important was the background, was the pool itself, was the architecture you know, that you're working within. I mean, and in punk rock too, it's like, you know, I, I remember one day you know, shooting Black Flag at a, a sound check and I'm like, you know, they play more intense at a sound check than they would sometimes even at the gig. So for them, it's not so much cheating, but I, 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 I bust myself cheating. Like I'm shooting them at a sound check, this is fucked up. Like this isn't really a gig. And so then I started, you know, using wider angle lenses also to, and showing the audience more. Because you want it to be, you know, there's some interaction. It's not, there is an intensity of, of the people. Look at this picture. Jesus, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, you see where he's going with it, though. I mean, it's his perspective. Even now when he looks out into the world and sees how technology has evolved, right? And now it's drones everywhere. iPhones Everyone using a fisheye where it's just a gimmick, mm-hmm. you know, it, it takes out what's special, you know. Yeah, this is the whole. It's essence. Like, yeah, soul. Yeah, it's and, meaning again. That's a theme. You know. Yeah. What is going on? It is a theme, right? 
Yeah. I'm not losing my soul yet. No. Are you looking for something else? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to engineer here. You know, I try to engineer. This is uh shooting digital digital. Yeah, it's still the same stuff. And I'm not using digital yet. I'm, you know, I haven't, but I don't shoot that much anymore. And I do have a digital camera, of course, to shoot pictures of my son and, you know, kids and stuff. Because, you know, it takes a lot of film to get a good shot of a kid. And, uh, but I still do shoot, I still shoot a roll of film with my son every two months since he was born. And uh, it's eight years now of actual film. And um, that's about the most I shoot these days. But, uh, but yeah, having... I mean, the digital technology, not to put that down, because I think there's a lot of great things about it. One of the greatest things is that so many people take so many bad pictures, at least for not ruining the environment with all those bad photos. Now that there's all those, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Hater. <laughs> all these bad pictures in the world. I mean, think about it. There are. There, there are a lot of... I, I see it online all the time where this person's a model, this... I mean, there are some people, or this guy's a photographer, and he's taking seductive pictures of this and that. I get it, you know? And, and again, I'm not anyone to critique anyone's passion or, you know, anyone's, uh, you know, whatever drives you, whatever your art is. It could be, you know, making a crummy podcast like this, you know? So I'm sure, like I said before... There's a broadcaster out there right now, and he cringes every time he sees a podcast that's uploaded. You know what I mean? And he's like, "Well, back in my day, you know, I don't. I'm not that guy. And, you know, I think everyone sh- should have a outlet and should express themselves. And who knows? Maybe it will take them into, you know, a grander uh, arena at some point in time, or maybe it won't. Maybe this just, you know, is what it is." So, but at the same time, yeah, I'm sure he gets, he's, eh, I don't think anything bothers him. I'm, I'm, I was going to say he gets frustrated, but he doesn't seem like that type of guy. He does things that His motivates him. Yeah. Yeah. He did things and, and still is. He does things that motivates and moves him. It's that simple. And if he can make a buck from it, he'll do it so it can, you know, so he can live oh. to take more pictures and go to more shows. That's what I got out of the the whole, uh, you know, Q&A and, and the lecture, I guess, or the conversation. Um, this was a really good one, uh, how uh, he became a photographer. And yes, Miriam, I'm trying to uh, engineer and do this all at once. Am I looking for something? I mean, why? <laughs> why? Don't get so mad. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to edit that. I think that's a really good point. You know, um, I never thought I was going to be a photographer. What's so funny? Nothing. Let's just get it on the air. No. Huh? No, it's fine. Keep Can we please, please listen to... Because yeah, you know I'm going to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Glenn. She's laughing. And I'm suffering. Oh, God. So this is how... Uh, please play the, the clip. Please. <laughs> I'm going to get you. I just kept on doing it. I almost never got hired by record companies for all these record covers until my friends were running them. And usually it's the artist that insisted upon using me because I was so set in my ways, doing it since I was 14. No art director's coming to my photo shoot. No one's going to be there, in fact, except for the artist. And when it got too big, when people started having managers and stuff that would talk instead of them, that's kind of when I kind of moved away from the whole thing. But yeah, it's, you know, it was something we did on our own, right? 
Yeah. So, I mean, the point is, I mean, it it sums up, it, these clips kind of sum it up. You know, they're self-explanatory, should I say. You know, here's a guy, and it's funny, because there's no secret, you know? Do you get any secret out of it? There's no secret to how to become successful. You know how people always try to harbor, like, you know, they've got some method, or they're a great actor because they studied underneath this, yeah, or they did, you know. A mentor of yeah. sorts, or, yeah. And I'm sure... There are cases like that, yeah. but but this guy, he's out there. He's out there in the streets. He's out there up up with, up and close with the people. You know, we don't need to. There's nothing to figure out. Hey, man, I'm passionate. This is what I care about. This is what I love. It's courageous, though. You know, it is. It really is. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't. No tricks. No gimmicks. You know, that's what it's. That's it's admirable. But see, that's something that I think is missing. You know, with a lot of stuff. Because you think you have to fit into a certain box. You feel like you have to, you know, fill in certain expectations, you know, or, you know, you're forced to do something. But I feel like people that know what they want and they go for it from the get-go and they stick with it, they can, they really can succeed. I just feel like now we have too many options and we get lost and confused. And But you're right. You're right, and that's that goes to that. That's with everything. I think stick with it, keep doing it. You know what I mean. Let it become a positive pattern in your life. It it, it could be friendship, it could be work related, it could be relationship, it could be uh, you know DJing, uh, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. If you just stick w- with it, most of the stuff that I've done in my life that I stopped. Those were, those are some of my regrets that I stopped. You know what I mean? I should have just kept going, sticking with it. Except for the wine business. The wine business I've stuck with and nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. But this isn't about me right now, so we're getting back to the Q&A section uh, with Glenn Friedman. So let's uh, do the first question. Hey guys, um, I guess I have a two-part question. The first part is, um, there's always this guy. How do you feel? Do you feel like the attitude that you captured in all these these pictures very well is missing today in music and in skateboarding? And two, are there any bands and uh, I guess skaters that you are following today that you feel like captured this energy? Um. Yeah, lost. Whenever you have those two parts. Go ahead and say it real quick again. So, uh, is there anybody in particular, band wise or skater wise, that you're following? What was the first part? The first part was do you feel like the attitude is missing today? Okay. No, I I appreciate that. Um, The attitude is there. Every. I think youth have it. I don't think we all do. You know, look at when we were kids, we were a real small minority of our friends. We weren't. Everyone who was born in, in you know, the 60s did not become a hardcore punk kid, you know. And even those kids that came to punk shows, we weren't all, you know, the motivators. There were a lot of bad bands. You know, there were a lot of good bands. Um, but, it, you know, the attitude is there. Whether I'm, I'm 53, I shouldn't be finding that attitude in young people unless they're coming at me to give me a grief, you know. Um, I think that I'm sure it's there, but it's 
you know, in bands and how you see people, you know, talking today, you know, the people, you know, because of the internet, you have a lot of uh, ways to communicate, and so and, and be heard by a lot more people much more quickly. But that doesn't mean that they're speaking for the generation. And I think those people that you see and that you hear about are probably equivalent to those people that were on TV or on the radio when we were kids. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just another thing. You know, there's, I think there's always got to be an underground. But those people that you do hear from, yeah, it's, it's not the same attitude. It's like, you know, their goals are completely different. I mean, people want to be sponsored and things like this and have people, you know, they think it's cool to have your music in a commercial or, you know, or to have it, you know, to be, you know, commercially successful was a goal. I mean, with all these things, you know, it, there was no aspiration like that. You know, it was really like we did it because we had to do it. And I don't know if people could understand that so much. It was like in our blood. It was, a, it was our life. We just had to do it. It was just a way to express ourselves, and no one was going to stop it. It didn't make any difference whether you sold a record or had a picture in a magazine or, or, or you know, or could do, you know, a, a trick that someone else was going to photograph or take a video of like they do nowadays. You just did it because it was vital to you and, and you and your friends and you had your thing. You know, the fact that it inspires people to this day and that we can look back and say that we, you know, did these things that inspire people. The greatest thing that it tells me at this late stage is, fuck, we were right. We were the shit. We were doing something that was kind of incredible. And now and what all these people, the pat on the back, you're the performer, I just took pictures. But, uh, yeah, the, um, you know, and as far as bands and uh, skaters today, I'm, you know, I, I don't see bands that often, and, um, but I'm sure that there's great bands out there. I, don't, I have occasions to see some interesting skateboarding. I'm not a fan of this tricks, 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 and just people just keep on doing the same thing until they make it just for the video. I think that's corny, and, I've, you know, tricks are for kids, we always used to say, and, uh, you know, I do, but there is that one kid, Grayson Fletcher, who someone told me about a long time ago, and I've seen him once in person, and he did blow me away. And I'm not easily blown away. I've seen some cool shit, but that kid really, he was, he was, he had style, he had grace, and he really tore the shit out of this pool I saw him riding, like, with, with real style, and I really respected that. So, but you know, there's young guys who are his age who should be shooting his picture. I don't think they need me to come out there and do it. Yeah. Huh. Says it all, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like that he's also open to letting the youth kind of pick up on it. He's kind of like, I've paid, I've done my, I've not even paid my dues. Like, I've done it. I enjoyed what I enjoy now. I just want to shoot my family, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it comes to a, a point where, yeah, you have to. You have to. Pass on the torch. The torch. The torch, Yeah. Just the passing of the torch, is that the expression? And and that's the whole thing. I mean, if we got back into hip-hop again, <laughs> it's the same thing where people say, oh, you know, hip-hop's dead or rap is dead or it ain't what it used to be. It kind of is, you know. Everything that they played on the radio then uh, wasn't uh, what we got, you know, in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what was in the clubs, what was, you know, in the alleys, you know what I mean? We just didn't have recorders then. If you dig deep, you'll find those shows. You'll find, you know, those, uh, uh, you know, the, those uh, streams of, of the dope stuff. It's just you got to, you, you know, you, you have to make the effort. And so many times the people in that age group that's complaining, uh, you're, you're tired. 
You know what I mean? You're you're a little tired and exhausted and don't really want to make the effort where you when you had the gusto when you were younger, you were just always just ear to the streets. You know what I mean? So you you have to you have to it is there's some difference, but it's also going through an evolution Mm -hmm. to something greater. And I believe that's on the horizon. And uh, that's like what Glenn said in a nutshell. Um, this is a uh, question. I think it's about motivation. There's any sort of sociological point, you know, lurking behind all that. I'm curious if you give me thoughts on that at all. Thoughts on people shooting too much? Yeah, versus, you know, you're talking now like you're a contrast. I, you know, I'd be silly to think that I could, you know, that I know all the answers about what's going on in the world and how this social media and all this stuff is going to play out eventually. It's, I mean, I think it's very peculiar. It's hard to understand it. I think we all probably feel the same way. Why the fuck are people taking pictures of their meals? Why are they taking, I mean, I, you know, I, you know, and taking pictures of every fucking thing that moves is, you know, it's kind of mind-boggling and it's overwhelming sometimes. I think people don't have a way to communicate, so they use that now. It's like, you know, people are like, well, when are you getting on um, Instagram, right? It's like, fuck, people can't even use 140 characters. They gotta use a fucking picture now. You can't even talk. You know, I mean, a picture is worth a thousand words, they say, right? But I don't know. I mean, it's all communication. It's all good, right? But if you're wasting my time and not taking the time to create something special, then, you know, I could look down at it. But I'm not looking on Instagram, so I'm not really that concerned about it. I, I, the only thing that bothers me the most about that stuff is when people walking in the street and they're just looking at their phones, they're not looking at people. Or when they're plugged in and they're not hearing other people. It's kind of like the movie Tommy. You know, you, all your senses are into this, into the machine, and that's kind of a bummer. I've never even worn a Walkman in the street. A Walkman. See how old I am? A Walkman. <laughs> I don't have a smartphone, but which someone pointed out the other day in the press. But I, um, I, uh, yeah, the, um, you know, I'll, I'll get one one day, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's. I don't know, I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm thinking about it at the moment, you know. Um, I think, yeah, over-documentation, under-documentation, I don't know why everything, you know, I, I see too much shitty art in museums. I mean, I don't know, everyone, there's too much stuff out there. It's just, you know, people have got to, it's got to be quality, not quantity. That's what I believe in, right? So that certainly is not lending to that. But, you know, people are expressing themselves and communicating, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It sums it up. Pretty much. There are. There are so many different outlets to post this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it should be so, you know? But, I mean, again, this is all one grand experiment that we're living in right now. We we are the test subjects. Social media, Twitter, your thoughts, Instagram, pictures, uh, Facebook, your life. Stop freaking me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, think about that for a minute. I don't want to. And and then, are we equipped to handle that? No. No, it's overload. Of course, because you don't you know, know where I mean? it's going there, there to. Are, there, are, there are stories about people getting killed because of Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. People, you know, getting stalked. And, yeah. and yes, bullied and, mm-hmm. and, and people dying. And, mm-hmm. and it's it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So, again, we are the, the test subjects. Uh, but, again... It, the way he he summed it up was, uh, you know, he doesn't he doesn't know he doesn't claim to know, and and you know we'll see. But it, you don't have to just flood it just because That's it's true. there. 
You know what I mean? We need quality. Not quantity. And we have so much quantity now that um, we have so much quantity now that people are accepting subpar work. It's acceptable. You, I mean, I see that time and time again, right. and it, it blows me away. It's just, it's okay. But there was a time when you didn't have all these outlets and people were shutting it down. The quality of the arts were higher. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then some would argue that, you know, it depends. It could be just a generational perspective. But I don't, I don't, I think history is, is pretty spot on. If you go through each generation from, it, let's talk music. If you go through jazz and rock and roll, I mean, if you look at the, the groups that came out, you know, as opposed to music, some, some music today, I can't classify all, but you know, it's this, the bar was really high. Yeah. Huh? It's true. Things have definitely been dumbed down almost, you know, but uh, I don't know it, it's, if that's what makes money, is that what people, more people will understand or accept or like, why is it that way? Why do, why do we not raise the bar as high as it used to be? It's easy. Everything's easy. Everybody we're wants. Lazy, yeah. Then? Every well, there's a group, a select group, I'm sure that are, uh, whether that's the artist or it could be the person that green lights it, the executives, the people that actually uh, you know get the stuff on the air or get it on the walls. You know what I mean? It's just it is what it is. It doesn't mean it's it's right or wrong. It's just we have to be able to um, tell the difference. You know what I mean? You have to be able to say ah. It really isn't that good. Critical thinking. Yeah. But then people can't handle that. The government doesn't want us to do that. <laughs> Let's be truthful here. What are you doing? More? Yeah, I'm playing the next one about fads and gimmicks. His oh. thoughts. Uh, how do you feel about like the gimmicks and like skating and like 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 the fads, like how people like Yeah, you know, there's fads and gimmicks with everything. And you just got to take it with the good shit, you know, and just hopefully the good will rise and the gimmicks will go down. I mean, if you can see it, that's important. You know what's good? You see gimmicks. How about telling your friends, like when they see people wearing a brand of some stupid skate shop in New York, that it's just a gimmick. It's just like you're following some stupid fashion and it's worthless and it's nothing and it's not part of our sport. You should point that out to your friends because not enough people do that. <laughs> and I appreciate you standing up for, you know, gimmicks, but I, I hate that people the shit rise when there's too much good stuff at the bottom, you know, that needs to come up. Question. Yeah, and that goes back to uh, what we were saying, right? Yeah. I mean, there's good stuff, and it just gets suffocated by all the craziness that's out there, you know? Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, And everyone everyone recognizes it, you know? Mm, Do they? Does everyone? Well, a, a good majority or a small minority, maybe. Mm-hmm. How's that? Well, it sounds more like it. <laughs> All right. Sadly. This next question is self-explanatory. Totally off track, but I'm going to ask you anyway. What is your favorite dinosaur? I'd like to know from both of you. That's so dumb. You know, there's so always stupid. one in the crowd. Stupid. Always one. What? Do you wear boxers or briefs? What? <laughs> it's like, what, really? What is your favorite dinosaur? So we got to have this guy in the crowd. Interrupting the conversation. Like, I mean, he's, if you've been listening, you weren't even there, right? But no. you can tell 
this man's time is precious. Yeah, I mean, you can tell that you know he doesn't. He's not. He doesn't bullshit. You know what I mean? He doesn't yeah. mince words. He tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. He shoots from the hip. <laughs> okay, I keep going. <laughs> but the, my point is, all jokes aside, is if you've listened to his, why well, waste everybody's goddamn time? Exactly. Exactly, Miriam Tazi. So let's hear his answer since I played it. Best fucking ever. Really? Yeah, is that guy too? Yeah. Triceratops. Yeah, having an eight-year-old triceratops rate's pretty high up there, but I think it was a brontosaurus because it was vegetarian and it was so big. (laughs) You want to pass your microphone back to that gentleman behind you? Let's try and keep it on track here. I don't know any more dinosaurs. You see? Like, let's not waste any more time, guys. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, yeah, we don't have time for bullshit. This is what, look, we're having a serious conversation with adults here. Okay, save the hipster shit for the hipsters. (laughs) Right? Fucking, get the, I don't need any of your fun facts. No one cares. They should have ejected his ass out of the damn place, right? Get out. Huh? You got to go. You got. I would pray to God I don't ever become like famous for anything. <laughs> they better never give me money, and they better never give me a microphone, because if someone ever, 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 ever <laughs> says something foolish like that, security, uh, security, security. <laughs> Can we get security in here, please? <laughs> Is there a manager in here? I'm going to need security in here. Ugh. And I would have him ushered out. You, you guys to go. <sighs> it's time to go. So right? annoying. Yeah. It's just obnoxious. But that, there's a lot of that. I know. There's a lot. I know. Everywhere. Huh? <laughs> everywhere it's in a workplace right it's everywhere huh let's play this next question so this next question moving right along it's hard for me to engineer this stuff people so i, I applaud anyone who's still listening to this <laughs> podcast right now i really applaud because Miriam, she's fading out she's sitting here looking at me trying to figure out what i'm looking at i'm looking at the monitors looking at the mixer and she's like what, what are you doing let me tell you what i'm doing okay I'm keeping it's supposed up. to be a short podcast. It was, but I, I said, you know what? I got to have respect. I got to have respect. So this next question, I believe it's uh, from Andy Katz. Mm. He didn't want to ask a question. I had, to, I had to nudge him. Why didn't you? I had to nudge him. First of all, I want to say thank you, uh, Glenn, for showing up for MCA Day in New York and Brooklyn back in August. Uh, it was really a uh, special thing to have you there uh, in honor of Adam Yao from the Beastie Boys. And I guess my question is, um, I heard a rumor about the Check Your Head album cover, uh, that there was some fax machine involved in and, and their first, I guess they, when they first saw it. Um, and you alluded to it in the, the video that came on before you came on the stage, but I was wondering if you could elaborate on that a little bit. Well, you know, um, the Check Your Head, uh, I like this story because I, I was—I haven't seen the Beasties in a couple of years, and I've known them since they were a punk rock band. And I'm happy to admit that I never saw them play as a punk rock band because I knew how shitty they were. 
and, and they were throwing marshmallows to the crowd, like to you know make their ironing started very early. And I didn't care for that. I took it very seriously. But they were friends, and I knew them. And when they started doing hip hop, I was very inspired by what they were doing. And of course, I shot those early pictures of them before uh, you know License Hill came out. I went back out to California one Thanksgiving to see my mom, and I went to by their studio, and they played me the tapes for what were to become the new album. They hadn't sequenced it yet, and I was just blown away. I just thought it was so incredible. They'd already sold, what, five million albums in their first album and stuff, but you know, these are friends, right? And we're just in their studio, and I'm hearing this stuff, and I'm like, I'm getting on the plane tomorrow night, let's go shoot photos before I go. And, I, and they were like, fuck yeah, let's just do it. And so I got, and they told me, Glenn, we already have an album cover. I'm like, that's cool. The music's great. I just need to shoot good pictures of you guys because I want to help promote this thing because this album's fucking amazing. And so we went and shot pictures. We met the next morning, or maybe it was, you know, it was the morning I was leaving. And, um, and we got Amory Smith, who is the drummer in Suicidal Tendencies, who's a good friend of mine. And I introduced them that day, and he later became one of their drummers. And, um, and Amory drove us around, and we went to different locations, and Adam Yauk said, says, you know that Salad Days photo you shot of Ian and those guys in D.C.? I really want a picture of us that feels like that. And I go, okay, that's what I do. We'll do that. I'll get it done. And, and first we had the idea of shooting a picture of him in front of his log cabin. That was, you know, because he had a house. And, but then I got that picture right at the beginning of the day, which I think is in the slideshow. The better one, not the one that they used on the album cover. But I got the shot of them all, the three of them sitting on the curb, and I had the idea of bringing their instruments out with them, because I remember seeing kids in New York City walk to like rehearsal with their guitar cases walking down the street, and I always thought, that's some creative kid who's going to do something with his band. I always thought that was just like a cool image I had in my head. So they're like, okay, Glenn, we'll bring our cases. We don't know why, we'll bring our cases. And Mike D, I said, bring like a bag or something, because he could hold the drumsticks and the microphone in his bag. And so, um, oh, this picture got cropped too, that sucks. Um, the. Uh, but, um, so, we took those pictures, and they, I was really happy with what we got, but I was really inspired by, you know, the music that day. We shot tons of good photos, all, you know, some that have never been published are all in that new book, you know, a lot of them are, but, and I sent them, and I sent the facts through to Mike D, just to see the photos, that's how you used to, you know, still no internet, fax was about as close as you got, so I faxed these photos through to them, and they were really stoked, they really liked the pictures, and they're like, oh, we're gonna put this on the album cover. Even though they already had an album cover, they got rid of it at the 11th hour and put this photo on the cover, and they said, in fact, we're gonna use the facts because we like the way it looks, and I was like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, use the fucking facts, you, know, you can have the print. We have Federal Express, I can get you a print the next day, but you know, they want to use the facts, you know, so people want to be artists. <laughs> um, but anyways, but they used the, 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 uh, the actual one on the smaller formats, that's the story of the facts being used on the uh, cover of Check Your Head, the LP version. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good story. I like that. And there was another story, a public enemy story, but we didn't we didn't get that one. So next time we will. And I have a funny feeling this isn't the last time we've seen Glenn E. Friedman. Second time I've seen him. So that's what I told Kat. So I was like, yeah, I think we're going to see him again. Yeah, probably. I think so. <laughs> I have a funny feeling. I have a hunch, should I say. So that was the Beastie Boys question, which I thought was was pretty awesome. Um, you get nervous, though, when you're standing there. And Andy was a little nervous. And, you know, I told him, I said, you got to ask a question or something, man. Let's get this show on the road. Because I, I think that's a instrumental part 
of the conversation is asking the right question. As you said, you know, an open-ended question mm-hmm. that they're going to, you know, dig a little deep and, sh- you know, spend two or three minutes with you. If you just, just sit there and it's just a back and forth about this side or the other and it's just simple yes or no questions, it doesn't go anywhere. It's not exciting. You're not, you're not getting the good stuff. And so that's that's one of the things that uh, I was hoping that that Andy would ask. I knew he would, and he did. And and you got a you got a really good not what's your favorite dinosaur, you know? No one cares about that, you know. It's, you don't learn, you don't grow, right? True. We're all there. We all drive a good distance to be there. So let's get something. Let's take something out of it. So. If, if there's any hipsters listening to this podcast right now, think about what you're going to take away from it next time someone's talking. If you have something dumb to say, shut the fuck up. You know, don't say shit because it's not your turn. Let someone else that's going to ask a question, right? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I right or wrong? I'm not trying to be funny. But it's, um, honestly, you're there. Yeah, respect people's time. That's all. It's it, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. Ask something and, and you might learn something. Yeah. Straight up, kind of the even if you don't of a lecture, even if you don't ask the question, shut up sometimes because you you'd be surprised what you will learn by keeping your mouth shut. That's my point. What? Nothing. What are you thinking? Papa Malcolm is coming out. Tripping. <laughs> Pearls of wisdom. I don't know about that. <laughs> Let me get this next clip. So speaking of that. Your question. Of course, uh, yeah, of course I had to ask a question and, and, you know, just following his photography and knowing the people that uh, he's taking pictures of from, you know, Run DMC, one of my favorite Run DMC pictures he took a picture of. I love this picture. Uh, from the Beastie Boys to, of course, someone who's near and dear to me. The L.A. player, Ice-T. And Ice-T is just, he's hes always been in my camp. You know, he's always been in my back pocket, you know, always. Mm-hmm. He's not in my top five MCs, but far as personality goes, you know, player status, <laughs> you know, pimping, mm. you know what I mean, hustling, mm. gangster. The whole nine. I can, I can keep going, Mariam Tyson. I know you can. Let me just get to my question. What's your question? That I asked. At the but, you know. Hey, I got a question. I'm a fan of hip-hop. That's your boy. That sounds like you. That's your boy. I was a little nervous. Oh. Since the early 80s and of Ice-T, what do you think of the progression and the evolution of both hip-hop and Ice-T as they both stand today? <laughs> Everyone laugh at that. Oh, what? Um, Ice-T is an incredible guy. He is one of the nicest people I've ever met in all of hip-hop. And there are some nice guys, i got to tell you. But Ice-T is he, he's incredible. I first met him at Venice Beach, and you know, which is interesting enough because that's where the Dogtown crew used to be and stuff like that. You know, there's so many things intertwined. In fact, even that picture we have of uh, Buffy, you know, the guy from the Fat Boys, that's down in Venice. But, um, you know, when you think, it's interesting because both Ice-T and Henry both played cops in their first movies. Henry Rollins. And, 
you know, and I don't know, maybe they, you know, they really do cops well because of their abuse from them or how they perceive them. Um, and both those guys, actually, it's interesting enough that they both gone quite a way in Hollywood, right? Um, I respect the hell out of both of them, and they both, you know, you know, they just, they're just going with it. As a matter of fact, they both are, now that I think about it. Like, whatever gets handed to them, those guys are not losing an opportunity. That's them. You know, people offer stuff to different people and, and to myself that I won't do, because I have my own personal, you know, thing, way that I do things, or my level of integrity, or whatever it is, but other people feel as though, you know, you, sh you shouldn't let an opportunity go. And it gives you opportunities to do other things, perhaps. So I'm all, you know, I, I tried watching, what's his show? What's, his, you know, um, I don't know, one of those cop shows or something. I couldn't even sit through an episode. And that's my man, I love him, but his show is horrible. You know, and I'll tell him that, you know, because he's my man and, 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 and we laugh and, and, he's, and he's a great guy. And, you know, um, a lot of our friends, when we grow up, you know, people change, they do different things, you know. And I still, I, and I don't respect all of them, but I actually do respect Ice and I do respect Henry and their choices. Um, I wouldn't do some of the things that they do. In fact, some of my friends do things that I advise them really strongly not to do. But, you know, that's why you're friends and you have arguments and you do these things, you know. That's it. Okay, I think this will be our last question. Yeah. You're lucky you got your question in there. Oh yeah, no. It was the mic was being passed around, and at that point with the dinosaur guy, I was getting a little frustrated, <laughs> and I needed the mic in my hand. Yeah, so I forget what the last question is, but it's neither here nor there at this point. At some point, I'll I'll post this on SoundCloud. I got to get like a different SoundCloud account because it only gives you so much space. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it forces you to pay, and I'm really not trying to pay at this point. But I have all this cool audio that I would like to share with everyone. It's a funny thing because this field recorder, you heard a little uh, hiccup here and there, uh, interference. Yeah. If you're, I think it's the cell phone. If your cell phone is close to it, I think sometimes it... it, it uh, I see that. I think, because I, I noticed a couple times where I had something or I might have posted something, and I could see this uh, screen acting up. Hmm. So need a way to be an engineer or something like that and, you know, figure it out. You have headphones on. But I look like a madman <laughs> walking around. You know what I mean? You remember the, the tourist guy that would walk around and he's got like the, the pouch with all his belongings and the camera that hangs from his neck? Yes. He's got all this stuff. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Unless I get the vest. I have a vest. <laughs> For cameramen where you keep all your yeah, gear. A lot of pockets yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I got one of those. Maybe I'll use that. But that's that's a quick recap. We didn't plan on doing the recap on this podcast. Just uh, happened to unfold, and uh, I had Miriam Tazi right where I wanted her. So uh, <laughs> she couldn't get away. She thought she was going on a shopping spree. <laughs> and I told her it was going to be a 45-minute podcast. And liar. But here we are, almost an hour and 40-minute podcast. But that's how it is, people. So, yeah, know your art and your craft. Focus on it. And uh, I don't know, I, you know, you just got to... Uh, stick with it. Stick with it, yeah, and, and produce something of, of quality. Not quantity. Yeah, like like this podcast. It's a lot of podcasts. <laughs> a lot of bad podcasting done, but... Why are you comparing the podcast to this now? <laughs> I'm just saying. Aww. You, know you know how I do. Also, uh, one final thought, or one final uh, statement, I guess. 
Go to AmericanRiddle.com. I don't have to say the www. You guys get that, right? I don't have to. I hear a lot of people, they fumble over it. They leave a W out. It gets crazy. I do. I hear it all the time. Yeah. WW. The- <laughs> it's like dot. It just messes up the flow. We kind of get that it's the three W's, right? And I don't want to say go to three dubs or try to be... <laughs> Try to no. be fresh, and then someone no, types in. I think AmericanRiddle.com is good. That's all you have to do. Go to AmericanRiddle.com and do what? What do you do when you go to AmericanRiddle.com? <laughs> well, you it? listen to the podcast, first of all. Okay. But then you can also click on Amazon. Yeah, click on the Amazon and bookmark <laughs> right. the Amazon. A lot of you guys are shopping right now. You probably probably bought you know Halloween outfits. You know what I mean? Hey. Toys, all sorts of stuff. Going into Thanksgiving, you need supplies. You need stuff, right? Yes. Whatever you need. I don't know what you need. I need supplies. You might not need supplies. (laughs) Click on that banner. Do me a favor. Click on that banner. Bookmark it. That way, every time you need to shop and pick something up, you'll use the American Riddle bookmark for Amazon. What that does, basically, do you know what it does? Yeah. Okay, so what it does. (laughs) No, what does it do, Malcolm? (laughs) I'm going to say it anyway. She wants to get off the podcast. She doesn't even want to. She's on the podcast, but doesn't want to be here. This, this I don't want to be driving in traffic. This That's is the it. problem. She literally. Okay. I'm not even going to get into this right now. I'm not going to have it. AmericanRiddle.com. Bookmark the Amazon uh, banner. Click it. Bookmark it. And do your purchasing. It'll help us uh, you know, fund and keep this podcast, podcast alive. Domino motherfucker. I'm going to leave it. I thought you were going to explain more than you edited it all short. I'm going to leave it. You laughed at me at the at the end of the podcast. Laugh. Just, you th- make me laugh. The whole end of the podcast. What are you, sweating? Yes. I swear, man. I'm hot from laughing. Yeah, at the end, when I'm saying domino motherfucker, you're not supposed to laugh. I'm sorry. That's what I got to deal with. Is <laughs> you still recording? Yeah. That's what I got to deal with. Glad you guys are witnessing this. Whatever. The American Riddle Podcast. Malcolm Riddle. I know you know you know you know I'm that guy that says dominant motherfucker. Riddle.